0: What a do you number one podcast listeners, we have made it to the 100th episode of the number one podcast in your headphones, Prem Brulee. that's right, episode 100.
1: Prem, do you realize that means it's been 100 nights of you staying up until 3 or 4am to edit this 100 times? I guess it's preparing you for fatherhood, huh?
0: I guess so. Here we go. Let's hit that intro.
2: We talking
1: about sports, get ball. What it do, baby? Yeah.
0: All right. Welcome in to the 100th episode of the number one podcast in your headphones, Prem Brulee. I'm your host, Premobot, and it was only right that I had my better half, my wife, Steph, join me for this momentous occasion. Thanks for being on here, babe
1: i'm honored 100 that's pretty exciting
0: yes you are you are making it through we're on baby watch officially now and here you are recording a podcast with me so thank you i love you
1: doesn't take too much physical effort to sit and talk (laughs) i guess not
0: before we get started on this special format this episode of the prem Brulee podcast is brought to you by sleep battle photography a boutique photo studio in asbury park new jersey from cinematic stills, unique and classic wedding and elopement photos, even thub stopping product or commercial photography like you see for the Prembrulé brand, Sleepattle is a full service studio. So, visit their Instagram or website at sleepaddle, that's sleepattle, that's s l e e p a t t l e or sleepattle.com and treat your eyes to something nice. You already know, number one photographer for the number one podcast in your headphones. Only the finest for episode 100. Go check out Sleep Battle. You may just recognize the brains behind that operation. That's our dude, Thomas. So I thought it was only right that he sponsored this episode. So shout out to him. All right, you number one podcast listeners. So for this special 100th episode, I wanted to do a little special format. I asked... The number one podcast listeners out there for an Ask Me Anything format. Basically, anything sports, life, baby, pop culture, anything in between. I asked and you all delivered. So, Steph, I'm going to answer some of these. And some of these are both, for both of us. So, you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. So, this is going to take the spot of EFM FM or not. And then I have a special edition of You Played Yourself too, because we thought it was only right to have one of those two. Okay, first up, I wanted to have a few of uh, my other special co-hosts drop in and ask a few questions um, and be part of this episode as well. So first up the man behind sleep battle like I just talked about, Thomas. Hey Prem, congrats on so many episodes, so many spicy takes, so much heat. Now you're going to be a dad that's crazy. It's always an honor hopping on talking about women I can beat the crap out of, taking after my dad, you know things like that. But uh, I wanted to ask you two questions. One simple, one's not so simple. Uh, One, what's the moment that made you fall in love with sports? Like what kicked the whole thing off for you? Or like was there an encompassing cultural thing like the 90s bulls where everyone was like enthralled with it and two if someone was coming after your wife and baby, you'd kill them, right? Now make that person a wolf. Could you still do it? If so, you could kill a wolf, correct? <laughs> All right so in, in true Thomas fashion, of course he had to have a few few callbacks to his former co-hosting duties. So his first question, favorite sports memory that made me fall in love with sports? That is a tough one. I would say one of the ones that made me crazy about football would be the 2002 National Championship, um, Ohio State, beating Miami, the U, in double overtime. Yes, it was a pass interference. Uh, That was one of the first moments where I remember being really invested in football and what was going on. Um, I grew up watching football, though, and my first memories were the end of Troy Aikman's career, But I would say making – having sports be in the forefront was first playing and then um, it was watching every Saturday, watching Buckeye football at home with my dad Um, and then especially watching that national title game in 2002. The second, obviously, Thomas talking about beating up Wolves if they attacked you, Steph, or my future son – that is in reference to thomas claiming he could beat up a wolf before so shout out to him uh he always said he could and if one came after you babe and and our baby boy on the way i sure as hell would try so um i get it now i get it thomas all it took was me having a baby on the way for you for me to see your side about beating up a wolf and also big clarification regarding um beating up Other beating up women, Uh, this was a call back to Thomas saying he could take Ronda Rousey. So, um, please, you number one podcast listeners, you know what kind of show this is. We don't advocate for that. This was Thomas referencing his UFC fighting skills. So, um, I felt that that was important for my boy over there. Protect his brand. You're laughing over here. (laughs) Yeah. All right, next up, we had to have my dude, our resident packer fan co-host grant grant nordine from the alternate jersey podcast and grant rants Uh, go check him out i gotta plug my dude uh he's had me on there before too uh grant is up now
2: premo hi it's me grant you know the guy you bring on the show sometimes to make fun of the packers really cool of you anyway i wanted to congratulate you on a hundred episodes of prem Brulee. a hundred is a lot of anything especially podcast episodes congratulations on that congratulations on the baby coming and i just wanted to ask you a very pointed question could you rattle off for us a few of your favorite moments from your guest hosts from across the show's life
0: all right another great Question: Grant, wondering what my favorite guest host moments. So I definitely have a few. Um, first up, my interview episodes: uh, Guy Talk with Andy Shoemaker, the domestic violence and sports with Jasmine Bot, and the player edition with Mike Adams. Uh, those definitely stand out to me because that was a brand new format for me and kind of a step uh, dipping my toes into a different space that I hope to do more of. Um. Other special ones, any Football is Dead episodes, uh, there's quite a few of them. A few of them are numbered. There's another that's Football is Still Dead. There's one that's Baseball is Dead. I'm thinking of my episode in particular with uh, my brother Vish and cousin Roshan uh, w- with them both on there. Uh, by the way, that was a hell of an episode to edit when you add a whole third audio onto into the fold. But um, that one stands out most to me. Um, then... Roche and I get in the Hose Mad talking Astros. Uh, him coining Kyrie, a.k.a. Kyrie Irving's nickname, classic. My brother Vish and I talking team snacks, leading to Frito-Lay DMing him to send him free snacks. That was amazing. And I still am looking for my wing sponsorship roosters. And then um, to, to bring it back to the person who asked this, Grant yelling about Aaron Rodgers. That was pretty recent. Uh, We know Aaron Rodgers the the Joe Rogan super fan and anti-vaxxer, a.k.a. he's immunized. So Grant ranting, (laughs) nice little plug again, ranting about his quarterback was A+. And we just talked about it. Thomas saying he could beat up Ronda Rousey. That is fantastic podcasting. I've legitimately laughed out loud recording with him and playing it back while I edit it. And then, babe, of course, the couples edition with you. Those were big hits among even the non-sports fans. Those got a lot of people interested, and um, I love those with you. And that was during a time in the pandemic where there wasn't a lot of sports going on, so I was grateful for those.
1: It's true. I got to expand your uh, wheelhouse a little bit.
0: Yeah, people care more about you than they do me so usually it worked out in my favor so thank you for that
1: no not they care more about me just mm-hmm. a well, range of interest there's
0: a few <laughs> people listening to this right now shaking their heads like no she had it right <laughs> i'm cool with it next up on our previous co-host list my big bro vish we had to
3: include him on here so
0: uh, take it away, Vish.
3: Yo, yo, yo. Long time listener and long time caller. Most may know me as the one that's always zagging when others are zigging. I'm um, Pram's big bro, Vish. First, Pram, congrats on a 100 episodes. Amazing feat. Now, your life is really about to change in a few weeks now. The next 100 are certainly going to come from a different perspective, but I have no doubt that you'll keep this rolling. Proud of you, brother, and all you have accomplished and will continue to accomplish. Now, you asked us to send you a question. I thought about parenting questions, fandom questions, questions on rants, but wanted to think of something else that no one would have asked. If it wasn't going to be Prem Brulee, what were other titles in the works? Premie Cakes? prémollet Chip Cookies? Ice Pram Sunday, I'll hang up now and listen.
0: Love you, man. Of course, the notorious host that zags when everybody zigs, he had to ask a different question and include dad jokes in there for other podcast names. But um, in there, I did want to talk about how this podcast name came to be. I might have covered it way back during episode one or whatever, but um, the name actually came from what I used to refer to as... our our kind of group of sports writers that turn into podcasters, all those guys, um, Grant and Thomas both come from that group. So it used to be referred to as Holyfield. It was once called Play Call Network. But uh, that whole crew brainstormed names for what became my um, solo podcast that would have rotating co-hosts. And actually Grant came up with the name Prem by using – the term flamey cakes as the inspiration because I used it so often. I will notoriously, as the people in my life know, i add cakes to uh, endearing nicknames. I had a, a E sound at the end of a name and and add a cakes to it. So so Steph would be Steffi cakes as the inspiration. So everybody knew I said flamey cakes and that's where prime brulee came out, came from. So shout out to Grant for that. Um, there's never really another name, so, um, but I do respect and appreciate the dad joke submission by my big bro, uh, who recently became a dad and I'm looking to, to become one here soon. So, uh, we'll be enjoying those jokes together and already pretty much do. So yeah, Prem Brule was always the name and it just, it was one of those immediate, like everybody was like, oh, that's, that's the one, that's it. Okay. Last but not least. My cousin Roche Take it away Roche
2: Yo what's good It's Roche Live and direct From Houston, Texas uh, Calling in For this special 100th episode Of Prem Brulee Number one podcast In your headphones You know Congrats on 100 episodes You should have Probably got here quicker You can sound The petty alert For that one But we're here uh, You know I just want to say Congrats again You know Glad to be a part Of this show At all times Any given time You want to ask me To be on here You know I'm In that bitch I love being on it, love what you do, love hearing you on it. Uh, I got a few questions for you. You know, I know you I know you asked for one question, but I don't really care. Uh, first question, boys. I'll I'll go lighthearted. I'm going to be like, let's say five albums you loved in 2021. And you can leave, you know, Donda, whatever. Everyone knows you're a Kanye fan, whatever it is. Give me five albums that you specifically like that you, you want to, like, maybe put people on. Or you can even whittle that list down to three. Second question, I'm gonna go with, what is the biggest lesson you learned in 2021? Uh, dig deep, make it about yourself, uh, a biggest, the biggest lesson you learned about yourself, something you learned about yourself, you know, that's gonna help you moving forward. And my last question is, what is your biggest fear as it pertains to you becoming a father very soon? And that's all I got. Uh, Congrats. Cheers to the next 100. And can't wait to be on this thing again. Let's get it. Okay, so
0: Roche, of course, asked a whole bunch of deep questions. And because of the nature of his three questions being in different areas, I wanted to cover them as we go on in this section. So I'll have a call back to him. But Roche was asking about five albums I really loved this year. Um, my biggest lesson of 2021 heading into this new year And my biggest fear in becoming a dad Which uh, we'll both partake in um, You becoming a mom So biggest fear in becoming parents So we'll cover that here in a little bit But great questions And without further ado Let's go into the other submissions The non-audio submissions The written submissions for these this special Ask Me Anything edition Separated them kind of by uh, categories um, and I figured we could. I could get your take on the ones that you care about, babe, and then the parenting ones we'll both cover. Sounds good. Okay, so first up, sports. I love this one. We're gonna play a good old game of Fuck Mary Kill (FMK) for. We all know this isn't a family show with my cursing. So Fuck Mary Kill, Cowboys, Buckeyes, and Astros. This was a very difficult question. Fantastic work right away. But, I thought about it, and I actually um my cousin Roche actually responded to this one, and he he ended up with the same answers I did so here's my thinking: I'm marrying Ohio State, they're the most consistent, loving team in my life, you know, they give back as much as I put in, right
1: the how uh fiery you rant during <laughs> games yeah no but but. but. But in longevity, yes, 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 you have the greatest long-term love for Ohio State, well, and
0: it's reciprocated. It, yes. It's a he- it's the healthiest relationship. <laughs> Put it that way, right? Okay, great. Okay, you agree with that yes. one, right? And it just happens to be the one fanhood that my wife and I agree in in this house. This is a Buckeye household. That is true too. Our son will be a Buckeye baby, so don't ever play yourself. It makes sense. A lot of correlation there. My next one, fuck, I picked the Astros because I know with this answer, people want chaos and the Astros provide that and more. And this is the one to like really get, get people rattled over.
1: It's your wild card. Yeah,
0: it's the wild card and it's going to make people kind of, uh, break their necks at, at me, so...
1: Astros are also, like, controversial,
0: and that kind of yeah. goes along with that category. Yeah, it gets the hose mad, so <laughs> Ho's mad. it made sense Ho's for fun. Mad. In Kill, I'm sorry to do it. I'm not really, because you, got, you number one podcast listeners know they give me the most pain. Even in a winning season, they're disappointing. It's the Cowboys. They're Kill. All they do is send my blood pressure and anxiety up year to year. Whether their record is good or bad, they give me the same amount of anger. It seems you can support that after 13 years together, right? So we think we like these answers, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: This game has uh, evolved since we were in elementary school.
0: (laughs) It really has, right?
1: (laughs) I don't think I ever played it with sports teams before.
0: No, I thought it was a very clever one. It's
1: a very clever question.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next up. Also love this one. I love people pandering to me. The Ohio State game of any year that left me the most excited. And then, uh, conversely, the game that made you the most bummed.
1: Can I I, guess you're most excited before you say it? Yes,
0: you can guess. Go.
1: Is this when we beat Bama?
0: Yes. That year in particular, though, was really fun. So there's a funny story behind that. Uh, Me and, shout out, a previous co-host, Jeff, uh, actually tackled Steph after Ohio State beat Alabama. Uh, We love that story because we were so excited that we, it it wasn't like we decked her. It was like a play, it was like I tackled her onto the couch and Jeff jumped on because we were so pumped.
1: It was almost like real life was going in slow motion. You guys both looked at each other and simultaneously said, did we just beat Alabama? We just beat Alabama. And then you both looked at me and just jumped on the couch.
0: (laughs) It is like, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Ezekiel Elliott's long run to clinch that game.
1: Ezekiel Elliott. And he's got an opening.
2: Elliott. Off to the races. Can they catch him?
0: No, they can't. Touchdown. Um, that whole year was just incredible. But I still say the most satisfying win that I've ever watched the Buckeyes, it was actually the game before that in the Big Ten Championship. The Buckeyes won fifty nine to nothing against Wisconsin, and those of you that don't remember, that was a year in which J T Barrett had gotten injured the game before uh, against that team up north, Michigan. Uh, He was the starter all year. I think, I mean, he was on. He ended up finishing top five in the Heisman race, um, but got hurt uh, for the whole for the rest of the season. Cardale Jones came in. Nobody knew anything about him, Um, and it was it was a game where Ohio State was really needed to make a huge statement in order to make it into the very first college football playoff. And literally everything they needed to do, they did in that game. It is the most satisfying victory I've ever witnessed because how many times as a fan are you looking for your team to just kick some butt when they need it most? And they did. And they put it on a really good Wisconsin team. It was it was the, the most pleasantly shocking game I've ever seen. Wow, that so, might
1: be your favorite Ohio State Buckeye game. That might be my most stressful Ohio State Buckeye game. Yeah, you were... You were height of your super superstition that year. Like yeah. Like, bad, yep. wearing down to the same underwear superstition yeah. that year. It was
0: washed, it was, but it was the same <laughs> pair every Saturday, yeah.
1: And I went to go watch the game somewhere different. yes. And I think I didn't breathe for those what three hours. Yes. I was so worried you were gonna blame me. And look what happened. Yeah,
0: credit to you. You even (laughs) asked if you should come back or since Ohio State was doing well, if it's okay that she stayed. And she asked me. Not that she needs my permission for anything, but I really appreciated that. This is how
1: your fanhood has impacted me over the years. Yeah, shout
0: out shout out my dude Jeff. This is the appropriate question for us to discuss how we enable each other so yeah. shout out him um and on the other side the most bums uh i'll stick with recent memory uh a lot of people just older than me will talk about the 98 loss to michigan state um for older buckeye fans uh that is still to this day the most painful but to keep it that same theme in 2015 um, ohio state played michigan state at home uh Michigan State's starting quarterback Connor Cook was hurt that day. That day, they only gave eleven carries to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he was sick all week, but played in the game. Only got eleven carries. Uh, Ohio State lost that game on a last-second field goal. A very low-scoring game, but that roster was absolutely loaded. It was full of NFL talent, people that are still playing on Sundays, and um, that team will probably go down as. One of the best teams to never get an opportunity at a national title, all because of that game. Um, they were poised to have a roster to repeat. I mean, that was a phenomenal team. Um, and that'll always be a shame that they didn't they didn't um, get a chance for it, all because of that Sparty game. And then, obviously, this past year, um, Ohio State losing to that team up north. Anytime you lose to that godforsaken team, it sucks.
1: Disappointment.
0: Okay, next up. My favorite sports moment of 2021. I had to think hard on this because it wasn't a particularly amazing sports year. Didn't feel like it. Um, but the last year's college football playoff semifinal was actually in 2021. Um, because it had just passed the new year. And Ohio State beat Clemson 49-28 to in the semifinal last season. And that was... One of those, again, one of those moments of we needed as Buckeye fans to finally get that Clemson monkey off our back, and that was fantastic.
1: I think you're stretching that that was a 2021 moment, but. I figured it I was guess calendar we'll Yeah. You know,
0: calendar I figured it was calendar year. <laughs> year. Um, okay. Favorite Cowboys game 2021? I mean, this feels like a trick question because every time they have a good game, they disappoint me. But. Um, their most recent game against the Washington football team, they won 56-14. to You don't see scores like that in the NFL. Um, the team putting up a 50-burger against a division rival is pretty crazy. So, um, such a convincing, dominant win. And, of course, the Cowboys followed up with a loss after in pure Cowboys fashion.
1: In pure Prem fashion. You wouldn't have known that you were winning that big when you were watching that game no. two weeks
0: ago. No, nope, because I know what comes after that. <laughs> Okay, this one. Would you rather spend a week with Aaron Rodgers or have the Buckeyes lose to that team up north for the next three years? Ouch. Yeah. Um. Shout out our girl Molly for asking this. She she knew it would row me up here, but um, I assume we're talking in a post-pandemic world. I would have to suck it up and hang with a Aaron.
3: Where is a um, Aaron? Because right I figured
0: now. just like with Joe Rogan, I could tune him out. Like, he probably just wants to sound smart, but if I don't give him the attention, maybe he'll just sit there silently. Um, and I figure this is a good opportunity to remind you number one podcast listeners to get vaccinated, boosted, and stay healthy. So um, figure an Aaron Rodgers question is the time for that.
3: I
1: wonder if you could get into some deep, deep philosophical questions with Aaron Rodgers after spending a week with him. No, thanks. No, thanks. Would you come home smelling? Probably.
0: Probably. <laughs> you hate his long hair by I the way. I hate
1: his long hair so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't particularly enjoy him. He's more on him later, of course. You already know. Yeah. Okay. Now um I wanted to get into a miscellaneous category of some sort. Um just kind of the other questions. Maybe they're pop culture, maybe they're not. Um, but I thought there's some cool ones in here. So I promised I'd get back to this question. One of the my Cousin Roche's Questions was five albums that I loved from 2021. Um, this is a good opportunity to shout out my cousin again. His year-end playlist and him in general for all things music. Uh, he's definitely the godfather of all my music tastes and still gives me some music pointers to this day. With Specifically his year-end list. so I use that to kind of jog my memory. Um, his list is more eclectic than mine is, as you'll see. But I got a few... I have a few options for you. I know he said not to include like the given ones, but I had to throw in Kanye West. Donda, it is better than Certified Lover Boy. Sorry, Drake fans. I know it pains you to hear it, but it's true.
2: From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody.
0: Um, next up, this is a little bit of a surprising one for, for folks probably in, that know me. Uh, Turnstiles glow on. This is a direct. Influence from Roche. He told me about this album. I gave it a chance and it was different than what I usually listen to, but it's fantastic. Uh, this happened to be his number one album of 2021. So turnstile, check him out if you get a chance. um Next couple Baby Keem, the Melodic Blue. Fantastic album. Uh, you've probably heard a few of his songs with Kendrick Lamar. They're starting to make it on the radio, but the entire album was fantastic. His debut was very deep and I just thought a really unique sound. Uh, Don Tolliver, Life of a Don, he doesn't necessarily talk about anything substantial, but his whole album's just a vibe, and it's easy to listen to, so that's a good one, Um, and these next two are pretty surprising, and it's going to surprise a lot of people, but I got two, Uh, Casey Musgraves, Starcrossed, fantastic, we jammed out to that in the car, you and I, and another one, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, um, aka Olivia Rodrigo, her album Sour, not a secret everybody loved it it's all over the radio fantastic work so those are my i think that was 6 but i had to give show my a uh, little bit expanding eclectic taste i
1: say there's a little bit of range in that list
0: right? little range little range don't advertise it too much you know <laughs> okay um i think i want to get your take on this one specifically cuz i got a lot of feedback from some of our uh teacher friends here Right. I got asked if you were a teacher what grade and subjects would you teach
1: because
0: I've obviously thought about this a lot since your teacher stuff not yeah. assuming I could do it but it's just like oh what would I teach because we know so many teachers and we love so many teachers right
1: Your yeah. yeah
0: so uh do you want to answer first or you want me to give you some of the answers I got
1: Well, I mean, right off the bat, it would be older kids. Yeah. Like, because you would need sarcasm and jokes to be understood. Yes. You would need to be able to tease them and have them get that. And then I'm initially thinking, and this is just because of where your interests lie, somewhere in the science realm. Maybe even like a high school lab or something where you could do experiments and projects with the kids. I like that.
0: That seemed to be... That was one of the... That was one of the particular answers. Here's some of the ones I got. I got a sixth grade science that I could probably do. I wouldn't mind middle school. They might be a little young. Um, I am
1: one of the few that I know actually liked middle school. Something yeah. Like...
0: Shout out my cells boys and gals. Um, I got ninth grade earth slash physical science. Wouldn't be That wouldn't be a bad one. High school biology yeah high school AP psych or stats don't know much about psych but I think this is in regards to me being a little deeper um but yeah stats I could too um I like all those answers I think I'm with you though it would be some kind of high school science class um biology has some lab work but it's kind of maybe it'd be like a advanced biology like maybe one of the AP sciences I would like to do
1: because um, I can't picture you lecturing. I picture you doing like more like, yeah. hands-on things. Yeah, exactly. Why I say like, more I don't want to
0: just talk at people, but...
1: Well, I guess it's what you...
0: <laughs> talk at people cool. at school. Well, there you so, go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Pause, yeah. <laughs> Still tune in, everybody. <laughs> All right. All right, we came to a consensus here. It seems like sci- high school science in general. Okay. Not physics, though. I don't really dig that. Just just in case you're wondering. You weren't, but whatever. All right. Last but not least, I got asked this terrible question. My favorite T. Swift song, Ooh. and I was instructed I have to pick one.
1: I think you're sweating right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm shaking my head at our, our sis, Leah, for this one. So I thought about this a lot. did some research. So my favorite song is... Yo, Taylor,
3: I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time.
0: Anyway, so that was my favorite song.
1: That's not a song.
0: Sorry. I got, inter- clip. I got interrupted. I got I got interrupted. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry about that, number 1 podcast listeners.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to make him actually answer this one day.
0: Yeah. Here is the by far the most questions we got were about parenthood and this is the reason um I wanted to have you on here, babe, cuz I figured we could talk about it and uh get our thoughts before the baby and maybe it would be fun to hear these back one day to see just how well we did or If we really cashed in on these, um, making sure these fears didn't happen.
1: (laughs) Oh,
2: gosh.
0: Okay. So, you number one podcast listeners, in case you missed it, we are having a baby boy soon. Like, very soon. Like, this is the last episode before we become parents, for sure. Yeah, crazy. So, we got a lot of deep questions for this one. Um, So, I figured this is a good one to end this special Yeah, fam or Not of this 100th episode. First up want to connect to question two from my cousin rush biggest fear as it relates to your son to be so i'll start and i'll get your take babe Mm -hmm. my biggest fear is in general doing right by him and for him it sounds super vague but the overall responsibility to make sure he ends up a good person is um, not something i'm taking lightly and it's it's a huge responsibility so um You know, what he learns will be a direct reflection of what we provide for him. What about you?
1: Yeah, this one's a deep one. I feel like just biggest fear, like you said, is just it almost flips it to like what our goals are for him. Because I feel like my biggest fear is that he doesn't like exude kindness or acceptance. And that is a great Reflection of that just being our goal for him in the long run Mm -hmm. and our goal as parents to hopefully raise someone that's a reflection of you and I.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good one. Just general fear that he doesn't end up a good person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you most looking forward to about being a dad or mom? What do you got?
1: Um,. I just want to see his personality develop. I'm yeah. really excited to see what parts of you he's got, what parts of me he's got. Yeah. So that I think that's what I'm really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, I, I really, and I think we've both talked about this, we're anxious to see what he looks like. Yes, cause that's true too. you get these ultrasounds and you might get a pretty good picture. Some people have better ones than others and have um, better luck with their ultrasound pictures our guy moves a lot so he didn't really provide that for the doctor but (laughs) um just seeing what he looks like uh what you said same thing you said about personality but what combinations of things he gets from each of us yeah um i also can't wait to see how teddy is with him and vice versa as they grow up that's true um and then in general literally everything we'll have a son who's equal parts us that we get to help shape and support and I get to do it with you, the person I love most. So the milestones will be fun, but I can't wait for all the in between. What do you think about that? The
1: small moments. Yeah. Yeah. Cuddling on the couch, just like when we cuddle with Teddy, we yeah. say, life's good. I Life think is we'll good. Yeah. Lots of moments like that with our little man between us. 100%.
0: <laughs> okay, we talked about this a little bit. Um, you You hinted at it, but what are your hopes yeah. and aspirations for Baby Bot?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of what I was saying earlier. I just really want him to be a good person i just want him to be kind i want him to be accepting and you know i think that's probably something that all parents hope for their children but i just want him to make the world a better place like add to it not take from it so yeah sorry if that sounded really cheesy
0: i think most of this is kind of cheesy i just hope that he's a good person that he's loyal and that he's happy whatever he ends up doing um, I value loyalty a lot, so I hope that he's a reflection of that. And, and just being genuinely good to people, I think that's very important and underrated. Because um, I don't want to have too many high expectations of him, other than that he treats himself and others around him with respect. So I
1: like that you said happy. That's a good one.
0: Happy, yeah. Just Yeah,
1: just want him to be happy. That's all you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that.
0: Okay, parent trends. What are you most excited to participate in? I am a big increasing fan of dad jokes. They're all of a sudden finding to be more funny and less annoying. Cliche. Yeah, I don't know what (laughs) triggered, I I assume, as soon as you... Hormones? Yeah, I I don't know. Also, I'm pumped for my hands-free baby harness carrier. You are very excited about that. You know this. I'm excited to, you know, be a multitasker with him strapped to me. I'm very pumped about that. Fred was
1: talking about baby wearing while he mows the along. Yeah, put a little big golf head, course. Put big
0: headphones on <laughs> him, you know. Have him have him in the stroller with me on the course, you know. <laughs> I can't wait. What about you?
1: Um, well, this is something that I've been doing for a while, but now it won't seem as lame in your eyes is I love going on mom walks. Yes, <laughs> my friends and I call it mom walks, and we just go on walks around neighborhoods and parks together, get some outside time, get to chat. But yeah, I'm
0: gonna now have we'll to actually be better. have
1: babies and strollers, and we're legit call it a mom walk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get over that whole walking for no purpose. It actually has a purpose now.
1: Yeah, well, I think when it quiets a screaming baby, you'll feel like it's okay.
0: Yeah, that actually has a purpose <laughs> for sure. Okay, I got to ask this. How is Steph feeling? so I had to bring you on here to answer yourself. Um, and how am I feeling? How about you you're you're the one doing all the hard work here what what you, how are you feeling?
1: It's a loaded question. It is loaded.
0: you I, However you interpret this, this could right. be physically, mentally, emotionally. Maybe answer all of them. Maybe that's why it was worded that way.
1: Maybe leave it open-ended.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, well, okay. I'm feeling lucky. Yes. Because this has been a really cool experience the last nine months. Um, really fun moments and just yeah. kind of in awe of the human body, the female body. Unbelievable. And it's just kind of mind-blowing when you really stop to think about it. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, overall, lucky. I think it's probably natural to feel anxious at this point in time, because we are, as we like to fondly say, on the final countdown.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I think as the reality of actual labor and the first few months of newborn life are starting to come to fruition, Mm -hmm. anxiety is being felt. But I know we'll make it through. It's just you hear a lot of negative spins on those moments in life, whereas so I'm trying not to be yeah. too scared of it and know that we're going through a huge milestone experience and just revel in that. Um, physically, I've been feeling decently good, which mm-hmm. I, again, feel lucky to say. Not That's not the story that every woman can, woman can say. So, Yeah. Um, physically been doing well i feel like i've been able to stay active keep moving um i do need some help off the couch here and there <laughs> nowadays but <laughs>
0: yep yeah he's uh he's he's running out of room in there so it's making uh, life a little uncomfortable for you um i'm excited nervous like a a good anxious basically but i have the easy part so um i i do think you use the perfect word, lucky. Uh, we, you know, you and I were on this podcast not too long ago talking about the process we went through. So we have perspective on how lucky it is and some people still struggle with having to go through more. So I think that's always been something on our mind to, to know how fortunate we are. So, uh, like you said, you said it perfectly. We don't take it lightly and, and we know how, how fortunate we are to, to be able to be doing this. And, always and constantly sending positive vibes to towards people that uh, have any sort of struggles from minor to major. Uh, you know, talked about it before, but we're here for you. The people are here for you. You're not alone. So mm-hmm. um, lucky is a great way to put it. Okay, um, we got asked this next question. Do you and Steph have a labor playlist? We had talked about this at one point, but what do you think, babe? Or I'm I was thinking we have the capability now to be able to like watch shows or movies and yeah. that's kinda what I feel like's been popular now too.
1: Yeah, I think we went back and forth on it, but we just decided that in general just a like some I don't know, some sort of white noise in the background is necessary but doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be specific. Songs or playlists or anything—just yeah. something to keep us occupied. So, we'll definitely be utilizing that we, our smartphone technology and Spotify yeah. and Netflix and all that. Yeah, maybe it'll be all of but, the above.
0: What just yeah. whatever you're feeling. Maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: Watching something isn't. I mean, I could see it just being something like putting friends on because you know all the episodes. I do. That just listening to the sound, whether you can pay attention or not. <laughs> we'll see
1: question is will i be able to laugh at the joke still i hope
0: i think what we learned in our parent our birthing class and the classes we took online is that there will be a point where you can and then a point where you'll be annoyed and won't so i'm sure we'll (laughs) run the whole gauntlet we'll have to report back on that one (laughs) all right we feel good about those answers you think about anything that we didn't cover I want to thank you, number one podcast listeners. Those are amazing questions. Uh, I want to do these a little bit more often. I think they're fun to go over hypotheticals like this. We have, I have another fun one for who you got instead of doing a sports pick. Uh, it's a popular discussion I ask some of our friends. So wanted you, number one podcast listeners, to think about it too. But without further ado, you know what time it is. We couldn't avoid it on this 100th episode. That wouldn't be right. So... Let's hit that intro, baby. I'm petty as hell.
2: And I'm super petty. Here
0: we... Petty. Petty Le Pew. Go. That's right, you number one podcast listeners. It's time for You Played Yourself. Your favorite section, my favorite section, but not my blood pressure's favorite section. So, this special 100th episode edition of You Played Yourself, I wanted to do a Hall of Fame edition for our favorite inspirations for this You Played Yourself section And you probably guessed some of the names, but I thought it was only right that this 100th episode be saved for some of the most frequent visitors to this section of our illustrious podcast. First up, we talked about him earlier, Aaron Rodgers, who recently said, quote, if science can't be questioned, it's not science anymore, it's propaganda, and that's the truth, end quote. That's from the quarterback of green bay packers who is the most dangerous kind of dumb person and that's a dumb person who thinks they're smart i can't stress enough how much he belongs and will be cemented in the legacy of you played yourself um and i know he doesn't deserve indulgence over any of this but I felt the need, just in case some of you follow Aaron Rodgers or are going to another podcast host for your information, like Joe Rogan, or going to an athlete for your information, go to your doctors, your public health professionals instead. But I felt the need to talk about this. Science is question; It's what's called peer review. Science doesn't owe Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving, or anyone a re-explanation of the treatments that you took. That were already proven ineffective. They don't owe revisiting something because you thought it was a good idea. Um, they already tested that. Unless something new comes out about it, they're they're not going to re-peer-review it for your sake, Aaron. Perfect segue into our next Hall of Fame person of You Played Yourself, and that is one Mr. Kyrie Irving. Speaking of dumb people who think they're smart... The COVID numbers have the Nets calling him to compete in away games. You absolutely hate to see it. And uh, this dude wasn't prepared to play, so needed time to ramp up from I don't know what he's been doing. Um, But Kyrie Irving, Mr. Flat Earth himself, belongs on You Played Yourself. Just like this next person does. And that is Clemson head football coach Dabo Sweeney. Our thoughts are with Dabo in his first year dealing with NIL. You know he has to be hating it, seeing players make money, because God forbid that happens. So um, our thoughts are with him as he tries to stomach it um, after winning the illustrious Cheez-It
3: Bowl.
0: Just so happens that um, the year he struggles is the first year of NIL. I don't make this up. Sticking in college football, you know he had to be on here. Hall of Fame edition, Jim Harbaugh. The man gets his first win against Ohio State a year after ducking them during the pandemic. Then starts talking spicy, him and his position coaches. And then gets his butt whooped by Georgia in the college football playoff. We'll see you next year with your stupid dumbass not able to close his mouth face. Jim Harbaugh, we'll see you next year. It's easy. it's easy to talk when you win your first one out of six years, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Fuck out of here. Okay, I felt this was worthy of Hall of Fame status because I've talked about it so much. Silver linings after your team loses. If, you're le- if your team loses a game they should have won, be mad. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You don't need to find a silver lining. We don't want to hear that shit. And if you are one of those fans that does that, shut your mouth. And don't you dare question how crazy a fan's being for being upset about at their team. Fan is short for fanatic. Maybe you should try it.
3: Congratulations, you played yourself. So,
0: you number one podcast listeners, after you hear this, let me know if I missed anyone that deserves to be in the You Played Yourself Hall of Fame. These are the first five inductees that I thought of right off the bat because they so deserve to be on You Played Yourself. Since they've been such almost permanent fixtures on it. What'd you think, babe? Had to get fired up a little.
1: That's pretty mild for you,
2: actually.
0: It's pretty mild, yeah. I figured for the 100th episode, we didn't need to be doing that. The little baby's right here, too. He can pick up on that energy. Wake up Teddy napping next to us. So, Yeah, you played yourself Hall of Fame.
1: Just sprinkled a few customers.
0: Yeah, exactly, just, just, just a few. Uh, we, we put Aaron Rodgers in there. Kyrie Irving, We could have put Snake, Kevin Durant, but there's also always a second Hall of Fame edition. I don't think he deserved to be uh, first team. I think his own teammate kind of took that from him recently. <laughs> and then we have uh, Dabo Sweeney, Jim Harbaugh, and silver linings after your team loses. Don't need them. You played yourself. There we go. Now, we got who you got and what you feeling. I wanted to do kind of a fun one for who you got. I asked this. To all of our friends, it seemingly always comes up. I'm not sure why it became my thing to ask people, but somehow it always comes up. So since we wrapped up Thanksgiving and Christmas recently, basically wraps up pie season. You know, like pies are most notoriously eaten around these holidays, like the winter holidays. So I ask this all the time, but rank the following dessert categories. You number one podcast listeners, think about this here your major categories we have cake brownies cookies ice cream pie and cheesecake you got six broad dessert categories how do you rank them babe go
1: cheesecake number one
0: cheesecake is number one wow okay
1: well, when we started this conversation, I don't know how many years ago, Yeah, we've really analyzed our desserts over these years. Yeah,
0: cheesecake wasn't a... Cheesecake
1: re- wasn't a category. Right. And I had to convince you because it's not a cake.
0: It's not a pie.
1: And it's not a pie. Yeah. But it's the best dessert there is around. So mm. you finally gave in and let me have cheesecake as category. Yeah, so we I have had- to say number one. Okay.
0: On cheesecake. principle alone, I respect yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Um number two, ice cream because
0: ice cream's number two. Okay. You'll
1: eat ice cream all year round, anytime. Yeah. Seasonal flavors. Agreed. So many different toppings. Yeah. Always sounds good. Yep. Then we're gonna do and I know you disagree with this cake. Mm.
0: I got a strong take about this. I I'm gonna you've wait got on a this. Strong cake yeah. Take
1: on it. I would eat any cake. All cakes. Even grocery store cake. Still delicious. Yeah.
0: She's trying to preempt my stance on this, but <laughs> just just remember that. Then okay. I'll
1: go cookies, brownies, pie.
0: Cookies, brownies, pie. I'm surprised that pie's last for you. But yeah. something's gotta be last. So I get right, it. Right,
1: right. Cause here's my thing about pie, and I you use this same argument I'm gonna steal it from you about cake. Yeah. Is like really good pie is really good. Yeah. But like Bad pie, and I'm not even a, like a crust. I don't really like crust. Like, if I'm going to do pie. That's the best part about pie. I like graham cracker like crust better than I like regular okay. pie crust. I don't know.
3: Okay.
0: All what right. Thoughts. So let me give my ranking first, and then we're going to have a discussion here, and I'm going to try to convince you number one podcast listeners to see my way. Uh. Okay, my ranking is this. First, cookies. Second, ice cream. We agree on that. Third is brownies, fourth is cheesecake, Ugh. fifth is pie, and sixth and last is cake so wrong no it's it's not wrong here here's my take you number one podcast listeners, my friends have all heard this, so I'm talking to you, okay, you never heard this discussion from me. Here it is a bad cookie, say a store bought cookie is still really good a bad cake store-bought cake is not very good
1: no it's delicious
0: it's got that fake like plasticky icing on it Mm, not good
1: sugar
0: it's not good it's (laughs) almost like the layer has to be kind of broken through like like a membrane oh god
1: well
3: that's true yeah
0: it doesn't at all (laughs) like a good cake's really good i'm not i'm not over here acting like all cake is bad like we have a bakery near us soft fluffy amazing we both love it golden delight Yes, so good cake's really good, but bad cake is very bad. I will say, you said this about pie, I disagree, because I can tell you, I don't know anyone that makes a coconut cream pie, but Sarah Lee in the freezer section does, and it still goes hard.
1: But you put pie a second to last.
0: I did, and that's only because of the same argument. So I have cookies ice cream one, two, because of that same stance. Like, a generic cookie is still really good a store brand like you know like one dollar pint is still really good it still hits like you get any kind that you prefer it's still gonna be good
3: yeah
0: brownie same thing like we all have memories of the like little debbie snacks all those like cosmic brownies they're all still really good and a homemade brownie even better
1: but you don't like brownies unless there's something in them.
0: I do. Yeah, that's correct. They got to have something in them. That's why the that's why brownies are a little lower right in
3: the middle.
0: But this game, little explanation, it's like it's ranking everything in that category if you couldn't tell. It's everything from the best in the dessert category to the worst in every Type in it, so that's why
1: cheesecake wins hands down because your most plain classic cheesecake is so yummy. See, I disagree with that.
0: I need something on my cheesecake too. And then you can
1: go crazy with it too, and get all these insane flavors and combinations. I mean, there's a whole restaurant based on cheesecake. True, it's true. (laughs) For goodness sakes,
0: (laughs) it's true. Cheesecake's pretty good, but the other ones are also more portable. I got. Cookies, ice cream, brownies, one, two, three, and you can eat all on the go. Obviously, ice cream's a little bit more difficult, but people eat it walking around all the time, obviously.
1: Portability's a part of your qualification.
0: Everything plays in. Everything plays in. But cookies, number one, and I love... Shout out, like, you know this about me. For a birthday, I love a good cookie cake because what's better than a cake? Actually making a big cookie, so... That's how I feel about it. You number one podcast listeners, you know I'm going to be asking on social media. So make sure you head over there and give me your rankings. And I want to dissect these. And you give me the reasons why. I don't want to just get your ranking. I need to know why you feel the way you feel, okay? (laughs) And tell me I'm. You can tell me I'm wrong. You won't be correct, but you can try. And I'll listen. I'll try to listen. In
1: reality, the best answer is that all desserts are great.
0: No, this is not the game we're playing. We're not playing kumbaya here, (laughs) baby. We got to pick sides here. And that's what I'm asking My you all My Sweet to do. tooth
1: wins out in the
0: end. You are a dessert gal. So, you know, here I am analyzing dessert while it's kind of your specialty. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: instead of what you're feeling, we kind of talked about it a lot with our parenting section and a whole bunch of others. So, um, I decided we're going to kind of skip over that since we talked a lot about what we're feeling mm-hmm. coming up here. Parenthood's on the forefront anyway. So, yeah. we don't have much else to else talk about, on. right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we got a new kitchen. We're both feeling that, right? That is true. We worked really oh hard to gosh. get a new kitchen. Yeah, that's we, definitely yeah. A, yeah, that's definitely a pro. Yeah. That's definitely a plus. Yeah.
1: The first house project just for us and not yeah. out of necessity. Not so out there of we
0: necessity, go. That's there a you go. A so shout out all you guys like chipping away. You're either saving for a home, saving for a project at home. It's a beautiful feeling when you actually can get it done.
2: hmm
0: Okay. That means that it is now time for too Much Sense, and before we begin, let's hit that Too Much Sense intro. All right, you number one podcast listeners, I'm excited about this edition um, in 100th episode fashion. I wanted to make it um, a little longer, especially since we're wrapping up one year and heading into a new one. Um, and thankfully, you number one podcast listeners delivered with some great life slash advice questions advice questions that I purposely saved for this section. First up, I got asked about New Year's resolutions. Um, I haven't had much time to think about this. You and I were just talking about this, babe. But I did just think of one because I found myself doing this already um, and I need to be more disciplined about it. Uh, I just thought of this one is not eating after a certain point at night. Mm. Late night snacks, I gotta cut them out. Um, I'm a night owl, but that doesn't mean that I need to snack just because I stay up later. So... Um, that's something I decided I'm going to work on. What do you think about that one? It's a good one. It's that's going a good right one for you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to try to cut it off. Like you know, sometimes we eat a little later. So I was thinking like maybe cutting off around nine thirty, or so. Yeah,
1: it's a good time. It's a healthy
0: time. Um, so that's my one. But other than that, I I don't have too many. We we got enough of a challenge coming up for me to add on to a New Year's. Do you have one? You said you had one, right?
1: My well, my like silly one, kind of similar to your don't eat after a certain time my silly one is i want to make sure i use my uh water pick
0: oh your flosser yeah <laughs> my
1: flosser as a as a regular part of my nightly routine and not just uh yep. oh i haven't used you in a while
0: i i, get I like it that so, okay
1: changed up my nightly routine a little bit
0: i like that one <laughs> i i need i That's have my fun. i have my own like flossing head for with that too so i probably need to be better about that too okay um i also would be remiss if i didn't use this opportunity to remind you number 1 podcast listeners to embrace and accept resolutions whether you stick them out or not the journey to betterment is just that it's a journey you got this and the rest of y'all don't hate on anyone trying it's a beautiful thing i use this example all the time people trying to get in shape New Year's resolution, we all know the statistics. People, a large majority of them give up after a few weeks. That's okay. The important part is the effort. And don't hate on those people trying. If you don't believe in resolutions, that's fine. Everybody's kind of on their own journey. And uh, let's respect everyone doing it differently.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Next up on Too Much Sense, kind of merging a few topics, the ask me anything with life advice here something I learned about myself this year so I'm still learning this um, but something I learned about myself is knowing that I have the ability to stop investing and going above and beyond for people that don't show love back and reciprocate the care I show Um, it was something that took a while for me but I'm capable of removing people who don't serve me in my my ever constant journey of growth and I need to remember that about myself. It's sometimes things are, are meant to be moved on from and um, it's okay for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's something I learned about myself this year. I'm still learning it. I'm still not great at it, but um, it's something I found that I'm actually capable of. And uh, this is the third and final question that uh, my cousin Roast dropped, but he wanted to know the biggest lesson that I learned this year. So not just something I learned about myself, but a lesson I learned. And that lesson kind of connects to this lot, the last thing I just said. But it's uh, not worrying what other people think and focusing in on the people that truly matter. So um, I used to be so focused on making everyone happy that the most deserving people didn't get enough of my attention. Um, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Um, but I learned that a lot of people tend to project what's going on. And it's okay for me to focus on myself. And it's important to do that because I can't offer the best version of myself if I don't prioritize myself. And that's something I, again, I'm still learning and I'm not very good at because uh, my tendency is to want to put other people first. But um, it's a lesson I need to learn still and still am learning is that um, putting yourself first isn't always a bad thing. Uh, So. What about you? You have any lessons you learned over the past year or you're gonna to try to call bullshit on any of the things I said?
1: No, I'm not calling bullshit on any things you said. Those are things that you truly have worked on in the last year or so and continue to work on. Um and I think that's huge. I mean, as we've getting getting older in life, as we're, you know, thirty years old now and we got to realize that the people in your life are the ones that make your life better, not cause you harm or stress. Yep. So if you take the time to pause and reflect, you're keeping the people around you that make you a better person. And that's something that you worked on this year is putting the effort towards it. those that do make you happier and better. Proud yep. of you.
0: Thanks, babe. I'm proud of you too,
1: fiery person that you are, you're I'm learning. taking some self-reflection.
0: Yeah, I feel like I also did a pretty good job of not not responding um, fiercely or ferociously at times. I use you to check me a lot, uh-huh. so that's a credit to you and things you've helped me with. But um, that's another thing, is thinking on things before yeah, reacting. Yep, And um, it's an important lesson for us all, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you number one podcast listeners, if you believe in New Year's resolutions, if you don't, um, we're all kind of on our own journey to bettering ourselves and mm-hmm. respect to all you that are doing the best you can to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And nobody's perfect, but we're all just, you know, trying to do things that are best for ourselves and uh, for our own growth.
1: I don't, I'm struggling with what this past year, but as I think ahead, a big lesson I want us to learn this, I'm hoping that we'll learn this year. Yeah. Is balance. Balance, yeah. Because obviously we're taking this really big step and even taking on a, on a new identity. Yeah. But want to make sure that we balance the new identity with still yeah. who we are now. So I think that's a lesson I'm hoping that you and I can learn in the 2022
2: We're acut- year.
0: We're acutely aware of it, that um, yeah. becoming mom and dad is in our... Isn't going to be our only identity. Obviously, initially, that's the focus. But eventually, it's going to. We do have to still prioritize being husband and wife, um, being friends, being sons and daughters, and all that stuff. So, um, we're very uh, aware of that, and we know it's easier said than done. We don't even know what we don't know yet about parenting, but um, we are very much aware of you know wanting to still. Make sure the other people in our life are still feeling the love, too. As well as ourselves. Yes. Again, back to that. Making sure we're our best version before Mm -hmm. we are anything to anyone else. So, yeah. That's a longer edition of Too Much Sense. But it was only right for episode 100. It was only right that we did a special format. We had we inducted some You Played Yourself Hall of Fame members. So, you number one podcast listeners. um, I just... Want to sign off by telling you from the bottom of my ferocious ranting self that I appreciate all every single one of you. A hundred episodes is not something I take lightly, and and people still take the time to listen, uh, contribute. A lot of them co-host, you know, answer questions on social media, give me ideas. I appreciate all of you, you know. I get so many people still posting pictures or sending me pictures when they wear the merch, the Prime Brulee hats. Um, that means so much to me. You have no idea. This is uh, something I'm passionate about, and it means so much that people care what I have to say and uh, show an interest in tuning in. I do not take that lightly, and um, I don't take these 100 episodes lightly. It's a huge deal for me. and. I cannot thank you all enough, you number 1 podcast listeners. There's a reason we only associate with being number 1 and um it's because I've surrounded myself with uh some incredible listeners, some ex- incredible co-hosts, some incredible sponsors. Um and you know what to do? Keep I appreciate it, but keep listening, keep passing it along. It means so much to me so that the next hundred can be even better. And I love you all dearly. If again, you want some merch? The Prem Brulee hats still in circulation. You let me know. 100 episodes down. Who knows how many to continue. you number one podcast listeners. Appreciate you so much. Please keep tuning in. Please keep reviewing, rating, passing on to friends, sharing, social media, all that stuff. Wearing the merch. It means the world to me. Um, I hope you feel it through your number one podcast listening headphones and i hope you associate with the number one podcast in your headphones brand because you truly are hall of famers in my book and not that you played yourself kind and thanks babe for being on this special edition thanks for episode 100 100 can't believe it
1: you'll have to let me know when i'm being kicked off people get annoyed with me too much i don't Maybe think so
0: i might get kicked off before then <laughs> all right signing off For episode 100, you number one podcast listeners, thank
2: you again. We love you. And we'll talk to you next time.